Hi, all, and welcome back to Dame It All to Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson, and happy Women's History Month. I'm excited about Women's History Month. There's like, like lots of social, like calling out important women in history, We're talking about a lot of it with my kids. And so anyway, I'm sort of excited about it. And I'm Tracy Dietz. And speaking of awesome women, I saw my sister this weekend. She, I got to tell y'all, is really like the most remarkable human being I've ever met. The woman has been through a lot, and she is the strongest person I know, and she took me to see Pink. I was like, the other strongest woman you know, which is Pink, of, and who like, flies around like, and Like, totally sings. badass. Yeah. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That's she awesome. was amazing. It's and what everybody says that sees her. She is so talented. Um, just, I mean, just an amazing show and very empowering to women. It was, it was pretty awesome. So. Amazing. Almost as amazing as this podcast. And if you like us, please give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. I mean, I'm not sure our ratings are going to be as good as Pink's, but you know, why not? I don't not? think we Let's have as many followers. I mean, it's an audio medium, so I'm right. not sure how we can like trapeze with their voices, but we, we try every week. We try right. to trapeze I mean, with our voices. And after that amazing television stint we did, I know I mean, everybody's we're pretty be, fancy now. We're like pretty totally famous. fancy. Um, so we're going to start off today talking about the women's soccer team, the U.S. national team. She's my favorite thing to talk about. Which is well, you know, as I was reading the details of it, Tracy Deeds, it made me think of you more and more because sometimes I sort of game out these conversations like how do I think it's going to go when I actually get in the recording booth with Tracy you know exactly how this is going to go right but but the but a lot of the commentary about it is like is so you to me so let's start the women's um the the U.S. women's national team filed a complaint with the Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission the EEOC um, and the numbers in the complaint are stark, showing that women earn less than a men's national team despite a, a far better outcome. The women's team has gotten way better results in terms of like performing on a global level than the men have. Are that is that how salaries are defined? No, for the, okay. no. Okay, but it is telling of why they filed the complaint. But then, as the details sort of suss out, it becomes sort of more in what you've just said, right? So the U.S. men's team has... So there's two ways professional soccer players get paid. They get played by they get paid by their club team. Yep. So if you play for like the DC team or you play for the Seattle team or whatever. And then the best players of all those teams are extracted and then they play for the national team. And you get paid by that as well. The salaries, the sort of leading salaries are from their club teams. That the national teams just definitely pay less, but the the national and where does team the club get the revenue? From sales. Okay. Ticket sales, okay. which is I know what you're getting at. No, I, I listen. I I'm not totally anti with you on this, yeah. but I think there are some things that we just need totally to, we need to keep in mind when we're talking. Absolutely, about it. which is ev- basically everybody's at fault. When we get to when I get right. finished sort of describing yeah. this, everybody's at fault. So, so yes, basically, if a man, the best playing man, is getting paid huge amount by their club team, like for instance, um, Michael Bradley of the Toronto team gets paid six million dollars a year from his club. I have no idea who that is. I don't know either. But I only if, know, like, My Christian guess is Ronaldo. if you, like, paid attention to, like, North American soccer players, you would. But the maximum salary for the women in the National Women's Soccer League is 126 grand. So the difference between $6 million and 126 grand. And then, but, like, but the, this, as the articles point out, the details are very complicated. And what's the difference in revenue between right. the so that's soccer part versus of, women's soccer? That's part of what comes Sorry. into play. So men's teams pay more because they have hugely higher attendance and huge higher television audience despite the fact that they suck right right <laughs> at least the u.s team sucks yeah sorry so, so M- i love men 
Sorry. Especially male soccer players. I mean, those are beefy boys. I mean, like, they're, it's fun to watch because they're gorge. Mostly just because they run for like 90 minutes I feel like minutes we're not row. supposed to say that. Are we not? I don't know. I thought that's why we did do I don't know what else. the so rules we could be like are feminist anymore. And say the stuff that we're not supposed to say. But, <laughs> right? <laughs> we can do whatever. Isn't that why I'm your friend? <laughs> we can do whatever. When people the say, fuck like, Kelly, you can't say that. I'm like, do you know that my friend is Tracy Deeds? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Point taken. Go with it. Hot soccer <laughs> players that suck. <laughs> so, Major League Soccer average attendance, the men's l- last year was. 21,574 people per game. For the women, the average was 5,000 people per game, right? So a a quarter, a quarter. And so men's soccer salaries are pulled up by competition with international teams where pay can run as high as $79 million a year, right? So like the soccer is more prominent in other Yeah, the men get to be part of this huge earning sphere, whereas women, not so much. And so like the women... There is a really fancy woman player, Marta, who plays for Rosengard. I don't know. That's some international team. She gets $400,000 a year. And with endorsements, they get up to a million dollars a year. But that's sort of the international stage. So basically, it's the combination of women's soccer not being as appreciated and attended and it being sort of more segmented than the men's team. And so the sort of idea is that if fans supported women's soccer players as much as they support men's professional teams, then women athletes would earn as much as men. So it sort of puts it back on the fans a little bit. Uh, okay. And apparently women's soccer is just fun, much fun to watch. So here's the thing. I don't find soccer fun to watch ever. <laughs> You've told me that before. I you hated so- World Cup, I right? I fucking hate <laughs> soccer. Like you can't make up rules and change the time in the middle of a fucking game. Like it is so... So I just I don't like soccer. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch men play soccer. I'm probably not going to watch women play soccer. But honestly, like I'd probably be more likely to watch women play soccer. Like if it just happened to be on because it's very fun to watch. They're the very talented. Yes. The women's team, the U.S. team is amazing. And there are some amazingly talented women on there. I, I, I mean, we can't blame people because they don't want to watch it. Right. Like it's not. No, but it goes into a whole bunch of other. To me, it goes into a whole bunch of other sort of. Do you sit around and watch golf? Only the big ones. U.S. Open, Masters. Okay. Yeah. But do you watch women's uh, the WNBA? No, no, but I don't watch any. I'm not a sports watcher. Okay. Yeah. But um, I think that so if we're trying to lift up women and like Nike's doing it. So back to being women's history. God damn, I say it wrong every time. Women's. History Month. The Nike just put out an ad, which is like, um, the tagline is something like, it may be hard until you, it's impossible until it's not, right? And it's like Serena Williams and like all these amazing female athletes. So if some of the big corporations started to invest marketing dollars into women's sports leagues, sports, like softball and soccer and I don't know whatever else golf and basketball then you might activate an audience of female athletes Great. of like home of like sure. just regular female and we so should it's push for that corporate investment we should totally yeah. push for that but if corporations don't because it doesn't make them money but they they've never tried it doesn't seem to me they've ever tried I mean I think Serena Williams does fine I mean, she's one of the greatest athletes of all time yes. right like I mean so tennis tennis is, being a place like Billie Jean King just sort of paved the way for well, women, tennis, fierce women. So tennis, I actually just looked at a study this morning. The average salary of women tennis players is one of the few. That's more equitable. That's, well, actually, women make more than men. Mm. 
Uh, also, women's gymnastics. More than, I mean, right. Can you think of, can you name a male gymnast? No, gymnastics is sort of, yeah, like. Right. Right, but those guys do some pretty incredible things. <laughs> yeah, but, but still you can people name off watch. like ten women. Right, it's better you want to watch women. There are certain sports that you would rather watch one or the other. I don't think that means we're all sexist. I think that no, just means but we I have do a think preference. That, that athleticism and athletes as an ath- and an athletic career is still more in the jobs boys can have column than jobs girls can have column. Like culturally, she hates when I say stuff like that. <sighs> I mean, okay, but why? I mean, why would you? I mean, there's just there historic, women that go just into historic, historically, because there was. I think there was a time in this country where there were not women's leagues. I think all the men's leagues started before the women's leagues, right? So, I don't like, actually there's no, but I, that would make sense. Yeah. So there's this awesome story of this young woman who's who's. The, the football woman who's at oh, the community yeah, yeah. college who's just signed. She's not a kicker. She's actually a defensive player. She's not a kicker. Player. She's a defensive player. So it's I saw crazy. her interview. I was in Florida for the AAPC Florida Conference and I had the Today Show on in the morning and she was interviewed. She's adorable. Um, and Did uh, you really just call a defensive back for the now in a... Her, no, her, to play college her interview adorable? was adorable. Like oh, she was okay. a very like, just her personality. I think I would call some men you adorable, me adorable too. Well, you're not. Fuck you. But I think that she is starting to create change, but in 2019, right? So I think seeing women as athletes with like, with a sort of future, there was a fun, there was also like, I had like this personal funny overlap to reality television in this moment. So I posted something on my Facebook page about this woman who is just been signed at a college to play defensive whatever in football and Vicki Gunvalson who's a real housewives of Orange County's son is friends with me on Facebook and told me that she wasn't even very good at football <laughs> I was wait like, what that's so random <laughs> one of the real know? housewives sons wrote Said she's not really good at football yeah yeah but she got a college scholarship correct and I think that I feel like you have to be relatively decent that it's all just for the publicity well, that seems like he's a dick. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like you don't get a college. College doesn't pay for you to go to school. If you're, if no you're not. Yeah. Right. I mean. But uh, so I do. Think anyway, going wait, back I want to go back to something you said because yeah, yeah, yeah. it pissed me off. Okay. That. Uh, fuck. What did you just say? About the men's athleticism as careers starting before women. Well, yeah. so I think that that's a thing. But I think that there are also tons of women athletes and it's a little they just derogatory don't get nearly to them as, to say. No, but it's just that they don't get nearly as much credit or pay as the men. Unless it's tennis. I don't know that it's, they, get, they, they don't get credit or pay. They, they just may not be on a national c- scene. Well, you get more money if you're on a national scene, right? I don't know. I mean, I suspect there's lots of women athletes that have done pretty well. I mean, I, I, we, we could go back and look. We could look <laughs> and see what Flojo's endorsements were, right? I mean, there's been a lot of amazing women athletes that haven't, that aren't just from the last five years, right? They go yeah. back. Yeah, so this is an interesting transition. We're going to take a break real quick. When we come back, we'll be back with the button, which today sort of relates to this soccer conversation. So for for new listeners, because we were on the TV last week, the button is that we decided it would be a funny thing to keep up with sort of sexism in real time. So Tracy came up with this amazingly advanced analytical research tool, which is to Google sexism and push the news button. So here you have it, guys. Did you really just make fun of my skill set? Fucking bitch. I think maybe I, I mean, I did with love. 
Heart you. Well, yeah. you sure as fuck didn't think of it. <laughs> Did not. <laughs> <laughs> early, on, early on, Tracy and I would meet. Be like, we have nothing to talk about. And she'd be like, well, why don't you just Google sexism? <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, let's do that. <laughs> so because it's Women's History Month, I said it the right way, Glamour Magazine uh, interviewed a whole bunch of famous people and it asked them what does a world without sexism look like so um, i found some of this annoying (laughs) not surprised so anyway as the transition from what we're just talking about crystal dunn from the u.s women's national soccer team her answer to that question was quote i would be making so much bank right now it's so crazy because we always joke about it if i were a man i'd be able to retire from this game have my family set up i'd be able to start foundations and not be worried about losing money it's a life that we don't know to exist we just know we play this sport because we love it we've worked hard to make it a living a couple years ago it wasn't like that you'd have to get a second job for us now it's sickening that because we're females we don't get the same amount of money we don't have the same setup it's kind of scary the difference still between men and women okay stop all right I, it, it, her making less money is not because people are sexist her making less money is because people like to watch the men's soccer team more than they like to watch the women some people would think that was sexist because you like to watch like one sport as opposed to the other same sport it it, it, it what it's just are, men are playing in one category and women are playing in another so if every do you think i'm sexist no i mean i think i think we talk a lot about the layers of sexism. because i gotta tell you like i love watching men's college basketball like it might be my favorite fucking pastime Uh i do not care about watching women's college basketball what don't you like about the women i don't find it entertaining but it's not fast-paced enough i don't like the fact that they can't dunk like i like i and there are women in the like WNBA can, that can yeah. dunk. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't watch NBA basketball because I hate NBA basketball. <laughs> Maybe I should watch the WNBA. Maybe I'd like Or at it. least give it a try. I don't think it makes somebody sexist because they prefer one gender sport to the other. I absolutely would prefer to watch women's gymnastics as opposed to men's gymnastics. I would rather watch women tennis players as opposed to men tennis players. Yeah. I like football. I don't really want to watch... Softball. Women's rugby. Women. Nobody wants I'm to watch any to rugby because they just run into each other all the time. What I was going to say is the question is, how many watchers of mal- men playing soccer have tried to watch women playing soccer? So if it's completely unsexist, if it's not just because there's an assumption that women aren't as good as men, then you then there would be an effort to say like, oh, I love soccer, so I'm going to watch women's soccer too. I, I think that there, I there I suspect when it the comes to, to me, when you look at like national, uh, I mean, when you when you look at like the women's U.S. soccer team, everybody when when it gets down to the finals, I think everybody watches it. Like, there's no question that people want to see. And it's that. good. I mean, it's all great. of this, all of this came up because this summer is the Women's World Cup. Yeah, and so and the and U.S. is slated to do well I th- they I think. always are because yeah, the yeah, women's yeah. soccer team is amazing is in so the US, good and yeah. the men's kind of suck yeah so i think they were like we're about to bring the success of this country onto a national stage or international stage and i don't know i just shit. i don't agree with that sex with that being sexist I feel now like. that said in this article Nora o'donnell mm-hmm. is co-anchor of cbs this morning and i have a soft spot for cbs because <laughs> i sat at the decision desk a couple <laughs> years ago 2016 and that was super fun 
This, I thought, was awesome. She said, when it comes to the media, the evidence is clear. Men dominate across all platforms in television and in print. The Women's Media Center found that in broadcast, men report almost 75% of the news. In print, men write nearly 62% of the stories. Media coverage shapes the narrative around our toughest issues, including politics and policy decisions. Its leaders control what and how stories are told. In short, they tell us what matters. In a world without sexism in the media, the narrative would be different because its authors would have a more representative perspective. So true. And we've talked about it before that journalists get leads based on network. Somebody calls so-and-so about a lead who gives them a story about a so-and-so. And if networks are built over sort of friendships and chumminess, they often are single gendered as opposed to getting a story. And this is something I, I can really relate to opposed to getting a story and saying, you know, it's a really important story, but I am not the right lens to look through to tell it. It would be so much better if... Tracy Dietz told it. So I'm going to give, you know, being respectful of the importance of the story. But I feel like that a lot in my work too. Like here's a, here's a thing I have. It would be better served of a person of color or a Latino or somebody who knows rural districts better, but I don't want to lose the work so much that sometimes I let it sort of dictate my need to have it. So I think that's just sort of opening up circles right, but you're, in general. You're a talented media consultant. Right. But that you doesn't mean do- I have lived all the experiences. So the idea that in media, what you just described right. from Nora O'Donnell, if those networks were different, I think it would right. create a better. That is super smart. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So my next favorite is from Alyssa Mastromonaco. And Alyssa Mastromonaco worked. She was the in Obama's second White House. She was the deputy chief of staff. I, um, I had occasion to go to her book reading last week with Kevin Walling, who's my colleague. She's written a, a handful of books. And so her, what would it be like to live in a world without sexism is... Quote, oh, the things big and small, there would be more bathroom stalls at stadiums and those stalls would have free tampons. If sexism were eradicated, maybe I could stop walking to my car, the grocery store, the ATM with my keys between my fingers. And maybe just maybe we wouldn't have to get up an hour earlier because going to the office without makeup wouldn't elicit the ever awesome. Wow. Are you sick? Also, we'd be on our third lady president. Lastly, our shirts would be the same price to dry clean as the men's, oh, which God. reminded really? me of like the, you got to have the tampons razors. at the airport. No, but like it, in remind, the bathroom. Yeah. Haven't you ever like surprisingly got your period? Where you like you, the options you are like to stuff toilet. For that. Like, no, you but just, no, it's not as like it's not as hard stuff and in fast. Your bag. Oh, it was hard and fast. You carried shit in your bag. I, I don't. I, I agree with tampons available in public, hundred or pads, whatever. Okay, feminine. Then you can sanity. have them twenty five cents. Like no, but it. that's what she's saying. Like that they are not. There's no longer like those. Dispensers. They don't have them. No. Oh, really? Like in half the places they don't have them Oh, anymore. well, that's yeah. dumb. Yeah. Okay, fine. They should d- d- just don't... Why get a But the end of it reminded of you mm-hmm. with the dry cleaning because you have the problem with lady razors costing more than men's razors. So the lady dry cleaning, actually, it feels like a pink tax. I thought for it sure you'd get is. on board with that. Yeah, so I'm on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board with part of it. <laughs> All right. Do you have another one you like, friend? Or I could uh, do I could do one more of mine. Uh... You go, go. Okay, you go. So, because I was annoyed by a lot of this, yeah. and so now I'm like, <laughs> now I'm just getting pissed off and annoyed. So, the founder and CEO, some of this shit's not sexist. <laughs> Sorry, so, founder and CEO of Girls Who Code. So you know, Girls Who Code. It's like a, it's a, it's a national sort of um, nonprofit to help get women, girls involved in STEM, which is really cool. She wrote a book called Brave Not Perfect, and her name is Reshma Sojani. And so she wrote, if sexism disappeared, women would be able to stop having to be perfect all the time, and there wouldn't be consequences for it. If sexism dis- disappeared, society would applaud women for being brave, not perfect. I'm which okay I, th- with that. yeah, which I think speaks to like some of the stories you've recently talked about your girls yep. about 
finding voice yeah. and finding space and being able to try and fail. And I, I don't know. I think that's just sort of a really amazing bit. Yeah, okay. I like that. I'm, I'm okay with that one. Well, I'm glad we, we end on Wait, agreement. But although we did, we did have one from A.B. Klobuchar, which I feel like we should probably. Also, Kamala Harris was awesome. It was just, it would be better. <laughs> <laughs> better <laughs> better i am i'm on board with that yes i'm trying to find i can't find amy klobuchar's now. <laughs> okay we'll post but it was we'll post uh, amy klobuchar's yeah I'm just, it was we're epic. gonna take our second quick break okay so we're gonna close off today's show with senator gillibrand senator gillibrand who is running for president of the united states of america has built her candidacy around feminism and the f- and fighting sexual harassment and making job places better for women and sort of just tearing down some of the obstacles that are in the way of women. And uh, she's had something come up this week, which is um, one of her former aides came on the record saying that she spoke to sexual harassment in the senator's office and that she claimed that the senator's office and the senator did not handle it as she thought it would be, which at first is sort of like, what the fuck? I mean, she is just supposed to be supposed to stand for that. But right. But you can't you can't just I mean, you have to you have to do an investigation right into the claim. Right. So, no, so we're, no, we're no, no. no. Yeah. So this is no, we can like we there are elements of this that I also think will be really sort of tantalizing for Tracy response. So Senator Gillibrand's communication director, Mitchell Brennan, defended the office's handling of the complaint, saying at at every step of the process, immediate action was taken by the office. A full and thorough investigation into the evidence revealed employee misconduct that, while inappropriate, did not mean meet the standard for sexual harassment. So this actually goes to what we talk about a lot, which is is the line gray about what's just a dick move and what's like Sexual harassment, right? That that line's gotten really blurred. And I am actually feeling a little Tracy Dietz on this one, admittedly. Because it's your girl. No, I'm feeling like... So yeah, partisan. Yeah. Oh, fuck So partisan. You. She's not my girl. Like, I got nine girls in this game. You yeah. love her. I do like Senator Gillibrand, but I like the other ones as well. So... This is a weird bit. So the senator has said on the record, quote, I told this employee at the time that she was loved, that we loved her, and that we deep, deeply valued her. Which actually doesn't it, go fuck yourself with your love. Like you pick a side. Like you either are going to fight this guy. So the person the complaint was was Senator Gillibrand's driver. He was a two-time Iraq veteran. He apparently was known for saying slightly inappropriate things like that woman's hot or that woman's ugly. Did like, it actually come out with what he actually said to her? So apparently he propositioned her. <gasps> and she in not so was, many words. He was her. So it was senior. he was. Yes. He was ten senior years or ten more. years or senior. But did he have a higher job? Kind did she of. work for So him? basically he was Senator Gillibrand's driver and then he got a promotion to be like her military policy liaison. And actually when these allegations came out and the investigation was started, so they, they determined it was not enough to be considered sexual harassment and so he wasn't fired, but he lost his promotion. Okay. So he didn't Wait, get the promotion. Okay. So when it came out, the the thing was he had tried to have sex with her or had had, had basically So the allegations from the former aide included claims that Mr. Malik called a woman fat, called somebody ugly, raided women's appearance and said that women working at the Senate as an intern was into him. So th- none of that was a proposition. That's all just being a dick, right? Like that's not harassment. Well, 
It depends right. on this who you ask. Weird, right? I mean, I feel like that there are probably a lot of women that would that would they would feel hostile, right? Hostile, but they would feel like that was where, a hostile yeah. environment. This is like, where I'm being all Tracy Deets. I was like, <laughs> somebody said to me, "You're attractive." Like that happen. That happens. Uh, uh, I can't I imagine want, why. You're right? Not I don't want to be like. I don't want to be like a snot about Sorry, it. I'm but like. Kidding. But uh, if somebody said to me, like, oh, you know, your colleague's Tracy, she's real ugly. I mean, I don't think that would be. You would tell him to har- eat a dick. Right. I'd be like, stop being such an asshole. But I don't think I would consider that harassment. Rated women's appearance. So then they were like, and Anna and Betsy, they're, you know, she's hot. She's ugly. Also just dick, not harassment, right? Hostile work environment. But would I, be, would I go to the senator and I was like, you have a harasser in the midst? I don't know. I don't I think mean, I would. Not, so I think it's different. Because here's where I'm a little Kelly. Oh, God. It's oh Freaky God. Friday up in this place today. Oh. So uh, you're 20. How old is this woman? You're she young. was an aide. Yeah. So yeah. you're Low very 20s. young. Yeah. You're just and someone is in your office calling other women fat and ugly and talking about their appearance. I mean, it, it could be an uncomfortable situation. Totally. But does it clear the bar to go to the senator? I mean, it clears the bar to if go the to her. Senator's sub- brand. Well, right. I mean, stands up for women. I mean, I, not even that. I mean, I think that he needs to be told not to do Which things happened. like that. So the and last then, piece, and then did he improve his behavior? Well, that's that's unreported. But the last piece is an aide to Senator Gillibrand who asked not to be identified to discuss internal matters, said an investigation into the staffer's complaint was initiated within 42 minutes after she filed it in July. Right. So she filed the complaints. They opened an investigation 42 minutes later. That's that is that's quick. good. All right. Seven staff members were subsequently interviewed after the investigation confirmed unprofessional behavior. The office rescinded um, res- uh, the office rescinded. Mr. Malik's promotion and warned him that any additional misbehavior would result in his firing. And then he was he was just recently fired this week because the story made it to Politico. Right. And there were more stuff that came out. There was a bunch of other stuff that came Although out. Although I read him. the political article and I didn't find anything, but maybe I just oh, didn't read it the said right that ones. there was a, there was there was more. Uh, the propositioning maybe was the more because the propositioning wasn't in these original claims. Yeah. Yeah. So there's more stuff that came out, which is why. he. But Senator Gillibrand's response. So so I described it as my business partner, Martin, as a she said, she said thing. Right. So the aide is saying. I felt all this way. I told you and you didn't do enough. And the senator is saying, like, I heard you say all this stuff. I told you you were valued. I opened an investigation. He was rescinded his promotion. He was warned. He told he would be fired. So it's like a it's a lot like it's so gray in between those she saids. And I find it to be in this moment where she's running for president. It's going to drag her down. Like now she's not going to be able to talk about environmental or criminal justice or immigration or the economy because she's because it's this. Right. And if I was that aide, I would have like this. And I realize that I carry guilt sort of generally speaking, but I would be like, I shouldn't have done it. Whatever. Like, oh, that, he was that just aide, a dick. That aide doesn't care. I know. Like, I mean, mostly because she is, she was troubled by this. She, th- whatever this man did yeah. upset her enough to come forward. Yeah. So I, I am so glad that women are coming forward. It sucks that they're coming forward over what appears to be. Just a dick. Something stupid dumb she's gonna run into so many men who are gonna say inappropriate things like oh my god or you are so tracy deets today (laughs) 
you would have fought me like a dog a year ago on this. You'd be like, don't say inappropriate stuff. You don't have to put up with that. You don't ever. Men should be fired. They don't have to say, why do we have to say inappropriate stuff? Like, why is it okay to be a dick? You would have totally gone down that path. I know. I guess I'm saying. Richard knows I'm right. He looked over here. He's like, yes, she would have lost her shit on you. But I think the fact that this was all open to an investigation immediately, like all the steps were taken. The steps were taken, right? He was a dick. She said something. The investigation was open. But I guess I am Wait, saying I don't know. You're you right. I'm saying I don't you know, know if there should be an investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm having internal conflict. Okay. I'm walking through it. Remember a couple weeks ago you said, I'm just walking through it, Kelly. I'm just walking through it, Tracy. So I want to bring something up. Why we're on this. So the process was taken. There was a massive invest- investigation. And he was still not fired. Into Kavanaugh. We... I'm gonna I'm gonna put a cork in this, and we are not talking about Brett Kavanaugh right now. We because don't have Dr. to. Dr. Blasey Ford remembers every detail about the assault, every single detail. Not about the not assault. every. She didn't remember how she got home. There were lots of details she didn't remember. No, I, I said about the assault, about the assault, about the the time that Brett Kavanaugh tried to strangle her on a bed, and she had to escape I, and hide in a closet. I am just making the point that there was a process and investigation. The difference between strangled and, and no- tried to be raped and being told that she I, was fat, those are pretty different things, Tracy Deeds. You're making a point about process. I'm making a point about process. I'm not making a point about what happened or didn't happen, or whether they tried to kill her or they didn't try to kill her. I'm right, making 35 a point about years process. ago, if anybody gave a fuck about what a high school girl happened at a party, then maybe there would have been a process where she remembered. Right? Then why don't you give a fuck about this girl who apparently was propositioned by the guy? I think I might have made up the proposition thing. No. Just to be on the I record. I, I, I didn't see it in what I wrote. But yes, I am clearly trying to figure out where the line lies for a Senate investigation. Is it commentary about looks or is it something more sexual? You know what I mean? Well, if Do you understand pro- what if I'm he, saying? If he propositioned her. For sure. I'm in agreement with you there. But I think that. Trying to figure they're out totally, where the line is. They're two is. totally different yeah. things. Totally. Yeah. I just, you were arguing about the process. There oh, was an Jesus investigation. Christ. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, so this month, and hopefully moving forward, when Tracy and I drink during recording, which is not every time now because it turns out we're grown ups with jobs, but um, we would like to only drink things made by women. So winemakers or distillers or brewers that are women or like vineyards or companies that are owned by women. So I put um, a request on our Damon Aldahel cocktail party page last night that if you know any of that, and we'll put it on the larger Facebook circle, but we would like, I went to the wine store today and just sort of looked at a wall of wine and then tried to Google them one at a time. And I don't think I came up with one woman owned available wine where I was. So help us, help us only drink alcohol made by women. We really want you to help Uh, us. please. Jamie Sexton has a woman friend. Yeah, in Napa. It's a what? vineyard that's only owned by women of color, which is great, but it's not available at my local liquor store. So I'm just trying to figure Jennifer. out. Jennifer. Like, Her yeah. name is Jennifer. <clears throat> and we're going to try to get a woman um, sommelier that Tracy knows on the show. So oh, we can yeah. do it this month. We're going to try to like bring it all to the ladies. Um, but anyway, thanks for sticking with us, guys. She'll get there. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking up the wine stuff. <laughs> thanks so much for being with us today. Keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. By following us at Dame at All. See you next week, friends.